Hello everyone, hope your day is going well. Um, today we're going to be taking a look at the passage of scripture that uh, we went over on November 9th, that was last Wednesday night, and we covered 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verses 1 through 9. Now I want to give you just a little bit of a moment to press pause um, there on, on your phone or your or your computer or player and um, and read that and then get back to us and we'll um, we'll take a look at it. Okay, hopefully you had time to read that short passage of, passage of Scripture. As you can see, Paul is very much in the conclusion of his letter now. He's covered everything that he needed to cover. Just got through with a very long discussion um, of the, the essential nature of believing in a bodily resurrection. And um, in verse, chapter 15, just an amazing chapter, um, gives us some, some very big hints as to the mystery of the resurrection and what will take place when that day comes. And um, just a very uh, encouraging and uh, mysterious and uh, just powerful passage of scripture. Um, we have some. We have a lot to look forward to. Um, again, now he's beginning to say goodbye and just giving a few instructions. First thing he covers in these first four verses of chapter sixteen is um, apparently the church. I mean, Corinth for for some of the pride issues that it had and some of the things, the ways in which Paul got frustrated with some of the members of that church. I will tell you, it seemed that they had very much generous hearts, and there was a question, it appears, in their correspondence that they were had asked about um, if they could be a part or, or what this collection for the church in Jerusalem was all about. Keep in mind, uh, by now you're looking at... Um, Oh, ballpark 20 years, 15, 20 years after the church began. And um, the church in Jerusalem is really suffering for a couple of different reasons. We get some hints from the book of Acts. Um, there had been a famine that had taken place that was difficult for them. Um, and there were other reasons for this as well. There was persecution. There were a lot of things there. And that, uh, that church was in need of some help. And uh, the Gentile churches were taking up collections um, to be given and distributed among those who are in need in Jerusalem. And the Corinthian church apparently had heard about this and asked about it. They wanted to be a part of this, which is very, very encouraging. They were um, at first or second Corinthians nine, one and two makes it very clear that the church there in Corinth was very eager to share with those who are in need in Jerusalem. Um, now, as you look at this, Paul's view of, of this collection, um, he, he talks about there's a number of times that he collect, there were collections taken up by the Gentile churches for, uh, for the church in Rome. In Romans 15, he speaks about one of these, and from that passage, um, his letter to the church in Rome, we get uh, an idea of Paul's view of these offerings taken up, these collections, these gifts given to the church in Rome, uh, or to not church in Rome, to the church in Jerusalem. Uh, first of all, in Paul's view, this this being done by Gentile churches was recognition by the Gentile church Gentile churches of spiritual debt. In other words, they would never have this this possibility of being in Christ if it wasn't for the, the church in Jerusalem to get the ball rolling many years before. And not only that, um, the church in Jerusalem being a big part of that decision that was made, that Gentiles could very much be a part of the church. They didn't have to be circumcised, any of those things. Um, and, and that is very powerful. Acts 15 talks about that very specifically. Um, secondly, 
this uh, this Paul's view of this collection, it was a practical sign of the genuineness of the Gentile faith. You've got some in the church in Jerusalem who who still did not know quite how to take these Gentile believers, even at this point in time. And this, it's a, if you want to humble somebody, um, lend them a hand when they're in need, and that will humble um, some of the most proud people. And um, so this is a very practical sign of the genuineness of the Gentile faith and their care and their compassion for their brothers and sisters in Jerusalem. Uh, number three, in Paul's view, um, it, this was a means of binding Jewish and Gentile churches more closely together. Um, by the giving and receiving of, of a gift in a time of need, it was something that built solidarity. Uh, between them as being within the family of God. So this is very important in Paul's mind for more than just the practical reason of, of helping out with, um, with needs of people. After this, Paul then goes into some details about some of his plans for the future. And we're not going to go into a whole lot of detail on that, but something that I do want to focus on for just a moment. Look down at verse um, 6 and 7. In verse 6 and 7, he kind of goes into some details of, of what might happen um, in the future with his traveling plans. And I love how he ends that. Um, verse 7 says this, For I do not wish to see you now just in passing, but I hope to remain for you with you for some time. In other words, Paul wanted to see them in Corinth, but he didn't just want to say hi passing through. He wanted to spend some time with them. But he follows that with this. He says, this is what I want to do if the Lord permits. Why don't you take just a moment, press pause on your player again or on your phone, and look up James chapter 4, verses 13 through 15 and read those. Again, James chapter 4, verses 13 through 15. Press pause and read that. Okay, uh, hope you had a chance to read that passage. I think you can make it, it made this, this in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, in this passage, in verse 7, I think it very much shows that Paul is very much in line with the teaching of James when it comes to planning our future. Um, and he talks about his plans, and he says, this is what I will do if the Lord permits me. Boy, that, that lines up really, really well. I have written in my Bible right beside that, beside that phrase, James 4, 13 through 15. Okay, uh, once again, this makes it clear that Paul, as you look at verse 8 and 9, that Paul is not only in Ephesus, we even get a hint here, that, um, that we know, we get an idea of when Paul was in Ephesus in the springtime because of the Pentecost that he mentions there. Now, one thing I want to really uh, end our time right now together in is verse 9. He says this. He says, A wide door for effective service has been opened to me, that's in Ephesus, and there are many adversaries. It doesn't seem like those two things would hook up very well. Paul's saying, There's this big opportunity before me to preach the gospel and when I think of that, I think of this easy, broad road, very simple. Things are great. People are hearing it, and they're loving it. So this is a big opportunity, but he follows that with, there are many ad adversaries. In other words, there is persecution. There is adversity. But that is not going to stop Paul from seeing this situation as an opportunity for Christ and the gospel. Uh, and Paul most definitely had the right attitude. Um, just because things could be difficult didn't mean that the opportunities to share the gospel and to represent Christ well are not there. So, very, very good lesson for us right there. Um, all right, tonight is November 16th. This will, tonight is, Today is Wednesday, so on November 16th, tonight, we will be having a class. 
Now, we won't meet next week. We'll be taking a break for Thanksgiving week. Um, but tonight we will meet and we will wrap up the rest of, chap- or of, of chapter 16, which in effect is wrapping up this entire letter of 1 Corinthians. So tonight we'll be looking at chapter 16, verses 10 through 24. And Paul's going to name drop some different people tonight, so that'll be interesting to look a little bit more into their story. So I think it'll be um, a fun time in the Word uh, tonight. Uh, when we get through with the Thanksgiving break, we are going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to jump into 2 Corinthians next, but we're going to hold off on that until next semester after the new year. So for those, I think we've got two or three weeks, maybe three weeks before we'll break for Christmas. And um, we're going to just kind of look at some Christmas stuff. Uh, maybe some of the messianic prophecy about the birth of Christ, um, perhaps about some of the, the lesser well-known um, uh, people who are involved in, in the nativity story of, of, of Christ, his birth. So that's kind of what we'll do in those few weeks um, before the first of next year and we jump into 2 Corinthians. So I hope you'll be able to join us. I hope you can join us tonight. Again, this is November 16th, Wednesday. We'll have a meal at 6 o'clock tonight. I think we're having Sloppy Joe's tonight. And um, following that, we'll have classes for all ages. So I hope you'll be able to join us. Have a great afternoon.